right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. that. You don't got time for that. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Hey. And on today's edition of the show, we're going to be out a little bit early, 550 for KU Baseball against the University of Texas with uh, first pitch at six. Well, two more games coming at you this weekend here on KLWN. We are going to be joined by Isaac Trotter at 340. I'm excited for that. National College basketball writer for 24-7 Sports. We're going to break down the fits of Hunter Dickinson. Should Kansas be number one? Is it them or Duke? Where are they going to put them with Isaac and, and Kevin Flaherty, who we have on every week, are, are the ones that put together that, that way too early top 25. So that'll be cool talking to him about that. Fits for Arterio Morris, how this impacts everyone else, uh, all, all sorts of stuff. Uh, coming up with Isaac at 3.40 here on the show. We uh, have RCST trivia, sort of. It's kind of an interesting story, but you're definitely not going to want to miss it coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Yes. I think we should just leave it at that. <laughs> yes, I think that's the best way to put it. <laughs> Unique day. Unique day, to say the least. Um, we also have a Kentucky Derby horse segment and Florida Man Mad Libs for just some uh, fun, nonsensical segments coming up later in the show. But right off the top, Zuby Edgefer is officially transferring. He's entering the portal. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, obviously, this comes off the back of the Hunter Dickinson commitment for Kansas, where now it kind of bumped those guys back one further step in the pecking order of of getting playing time for for big men. And you know, this is another one where it's tough, right? I think Zuby has certainly had the potential to develop into a, a really, really solid big man for Kansas. But uh, at the same time, you know, listen, if you want to have a chance to to really show what you can do on the court. If you're Zuby, it might not have happened as much this season at Kansas, right? I mean, you have Hunter Dickinson. You have Ernest Duday for now. And you were going to be firmly behind both of those guys if you were Zuby. So looking at, you know, some spot minutes here and there and if there's foul trouble, right? So you certainly understand it from that from that uh, standpoint. But, yeah, it's still, it's still disappointing. And now Kansas, again, when you just when you thought they couldn't – turn their roster over anymore, more roster turnover happens. And I I guess from my perspective, like I just kinda hope this isn't a yearly thing with Kansas where every year it's okay, now we're gonna turn over nine guys on the team. Like I I, I don't know. I guess that's more just the fan perspective of me coming out. I hope it's not a yearly thing, right? Like like yeah, you want to have the best program, you want to win a lot of games, but we talked about it. Like what's the thing that that really sparks the fan energy. It's normally some of those guys that are more program guys that have been through the grind, right? So it's definitely disappointing. I think from the Kansas perspective, first of all, it opens up another scholarship, right? So when you look at it from just the math standpoint, they have another scholarship now open to work with, uh, which so that gives them two open, I believe, right now that they can use. Uh, it sounds like Mackenzie Mbako is potentially on his way to KU, but we don't know yet. And that leaves you another option, basically, to potentially go get another guy out of the transfer portal. And and listen, 
I don't know that we've really, I think we might have mentioned this briefly a little bit uh, a while back, but there's a real possibility that you have sort of uh, this quote-unquote second wave of guys, of players who are in the NBA draft right now that decided to come back and transfer, right? And so I, I wonder how much Kansas is thinking, okay, maybe we should maintain at least one spot open in case somebody does want to, in case somebody like that comes back out of the draft, right? It's not a guarantee, obviously. You don't know that. But it does. you do kind of get the sense that there is going to be, uh, again, I don't know if second wave is the right term or you know uh, another wave of guys that could potentially be available uh, to return and probably transfer guys that go to the draft and test the waters and decide to come back. So obviously you have McCuller in that case as well who could be a guy that does that. I don't think you should bank on that though, but that possibility I guess is there, right? Uh, but from the Zuby transfer standpoint, it now it leaves you a little thin at the big man, and you wonder. We had this discussion yesterday and into the transfer portal. You wonder if Kansas wouldn't try to go out and get another rotational big man. Is there a big man out there that would be interested in coming in and being that, you know, rotational spot guy potentially? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's it's tough to tell at this point for Kansas. So there's definitely some options. Also, they could just go out and get another wing, right, and and have some more wings as well. So. This does open the door for KU in a lot of different ways, uh, but again, it's it is to me it's still disappointing. You wish the best for Zuby and hope he can have a chance to shine somewhere, and and disappointed that he's not going to get as much time at, at Kansas and and you know work under under Bill Self and KU, but certainly wish him the best. Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there of what you kind of talked about. I want to start with this. Um, just why is he transferring? Uh, the part what you were kind of talking about with. You know, the, the playing time might not be there. And, and ideally, you could say, well, he maybe was in front of Ernest before he sprained his ankle in the Kentucky game. He came in first, and then Ernest played well and, and moved in front of him. Could he just beat him out? But then you have to fight tooth and nail just to beat him out, just to possibly get 10 to 12 minutes a game behind Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. This was actually posted uh, earlier this week by Andy Filichak, who is Zuby Edgefer's guardian. The transfer portal has ruined college basketball. This was on Twitter. Why would any Power 5 school want to waste time developing kids when they can just reload with seniors and super senior every year? Should we have viewed that as they knew? As they maybe knew some, they were going to get 100 against it. Some no, foreshadowing? But, uh, but yeah, I think that was the foreshadowing that uh, of that happening. And it is unfortunate, but I think if you did go down a year, like, okay, well... I, I, I almost got the sense coming into this year that whoever lost out on the starting battle between Uday and Zuby, had they not landed Hunter Dickinson, was going to transfer at the end of next year anyway. So I guess this just moves that a little sooner. Um, so it is unfortunate, though, because I, I am a Zuby edge for guy. I, I, he's a good rebounder, yeah. good shot blocker, good yeah. rim runner. Can I mean, for his get role, up there. I think he exceeded expectations yeah. as a freshman. Right? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, and, now, and then obviously he had the injury as well. Yes, and that... that certainly hurt things. Um, so, I mean, it sucks, and it sucks for the future of the position because Hunter Dickinson could be a two-year guy, but I think you're better off viewing him as a one-year guy. Correct. And if that's the case, then it would have been nice to have, you know, Zuby develop for a year behind. And now the question becomes, what's going to happen with Ernest Uday, I guess? Maybe this makes it even more likely that Uday would stick around because now he knows he for sure is the backup big man. And on top of that, I guess, I don't know, maybe maybe KJ Adams could still be the backup big man. I guess you don't totally know. Um, but that Ernest There's gonna would be, a be the guy it. next year, hypothetically, if, yeah. if Hunter were to go. Um, so I you would hope that 
Ernest views it as like, hey, I can I can take a year of development behind Hunter Dickinson. I didn't get a chance to learn from a veteran this past year. But then yeah. again, I think from Ernest today, he came into the season expecting to be a one and done this past year. So is he going to be happy about you know having to stick around two more years at that point? I, I don't know. That becomes interesting. But anyway, this is about Zuby, not Ernest. So um, <laughs> With Zuby, I think he will be a productive center wherever he goes. Yeah. And I guess now for KU, where this leaves you, which is the next part of this to me, you now have two open scholarships. Kyle Cuff left, now Zuby leaves. And that means you can not only bring in a guy like Mackenzie Mbaco, but you could bring in someone else. And we talked yesterday about those into the transfer portal options. Uh, we mentioned Grant Nelson from North Dakota State. I feel like he's going to be a guy who wants to go start somewhere. Um and I guess you could play Nelson and Dickinson and have Twin Towers down low, but I, I don't think Bill Self wants to play that way, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you could go out and get another body as a big man, like the McLeod, McLeod guy, whatever, from Florida State, who's seven foot four, who's been more of a rotational player. I think that would make a ton of sense to me. Bring in someone who's fine being a rotational player on a winning team. It doesn't have to be someone, because I think you feel comfortable with Hunter Dickinson as the one, Uday is the two, and having KJ in there, whatever his role is going to be, yeah. to where you don't want to upset the rotation. Bring in someone who's comfortable being in that other role, just to give you another body in, in case, right? Yes. And then when you when you view it, I, I guess maybe they won't even bring on another center, right? Maybe they'll just That's be like, we're fine with Dickinson, possible. Uday, and, yeah. and KJ is your like emergency center, and we're going to go out and just bring on another wing, right? Or we're going to bring on another shooter or, or something. You have options now of what you can kind of do with that. And that's exciting to one sense. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the part of this where it's like getting an attachment to a team, to players, it's... We've seen Kansas reload in the transfer portal. We've seen them use the transfer portal to bring on key players. We've seen them uh, have freshmen one and dones who are yeah. gone after one year. We have not seen it to this level before at Kansas. This feels similar to like John Calipari with Kentucky. And I'm not even saying that's necessarily a bad thing. No. Right? You can have a lot of success with it. And honestly, a lot of guys that have been at Kansas for just one year have still developed really, really strong fandoms. Like mm -hmm. the fans really, you know, look at a guy like Kevin McCuller. Right, who was very, very much, I think, beloved uh, during his time at Kansas. Uh, so you know, it is possible, right, sure. that you come in for just a year or whatever, and you still are able to have that that connection with the fans. But I think there's a difference between being beloved and being ingrained. Um, True. So being beloved, like you said, Kevin McCuller, people loved Kevin McCuller, one year guy. People loved Remy Martin, one year guy. People loved Josh Jackson, uh, Andrew Wiggins, whoever. Right. Being ingrained has to come from, like, when, whenever you ask people, who is your favorite KU player of all time? And, and sometimes we ask on the trivia. Most often, it's guys who stayed for three or four years. Yeah, legacy guys. Yeah, and so that, that doesn't matter. Like, people are still going to root for KU. You're still going to want them to win, and at the end of the day, that's what fans care about most. Did you win or did you not, right? But it's not going to be as fun of a process, maybe. Does that make sense? Well, people talk about, quote-unquote, forgettable KU teams. Mm -hmm. What's the common denominator there? Normally, they have players that aren't very that aren't really make make real connections, or they struggle, right? In in terms of the results, right? So I think we talked about this a couple days ago, right? Like with all the with all of the expectations on KU, let's say they struggle and they do lose 10, 12 games a season. They get a three seed and they lose in the second or first round. In ten years, are people going to remember this team? Probably not very much, right? Because Hunter Dickinson might be gone. 
you've got some other guys that might be gone. And, and, as, and hell, at this point in the transfer yeah, I mean, portal, if, if like, they make a Final Four, win a title, then yeah, then automatically it doesn't but matter. You're right. Yeah. I mean, if like, they, Robbie Martin will always be remembered. Sure. If if they get a two seed and they lose in the second round, yeah, you're yeah. spot on. Yes. I.e. 2013-14. Yeah. 2018-19. 2018-19. You had Dedrick Lawson for one year. KJ uh, Lawson for one year. You had yep. Quentin Grimes for one year before he transferred. At that point, obviously, Devon Dotson became a notable player later, but at that point, he had only been there for the one year, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That was that was definitely the case. So, it it it's just a different day and age, and I, I think that around here, we've, we've understood what the transfer portal is and how it can be used, but I don't think we understood it to this level, where now at this point, you have... Yeah. You have what, seeing three returning scholarship players. Do they have more returning walk-ons than they do scholarship players? Michael Jankovic, Wilder Evers, Dylan Wilhite, Charlie McCarthy. I think I think those are all returning players. Yeah, for, who are walk-ons. And you have and then they just have Juan Juan KJ. Harris, KJ, and Ernest Duda at this point. Yep. And who knows again with Ernest. So that means you have more returning walk-ons than scholarship <laughs> players. Again, doesn't mean you can't be talented. Doesn't mean you can't be good. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy the season. Yeah, exactly. It's just a different way of enjoying it. Yes. Uh, maybe more of an acquired taste. And I, I'm sure it was the same way for Kentucky fans when John Calipari came over there, right? Like when he first started doing the the one and done thing, I'm sure for a lot of them there was some pushback. And then they start doing really well. They go undefeated. And then it's like, oh, we love this. Who cares? And now lately, it, because it's not working, they're <laughs> like, well, no, we hate this. But um, if it's working, that's all the people care. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's maybe not as endearing of a way to do it. But if it works, it works. And, and that's what matters. What will be interesting to me is that with Bill Self, his best teams have tended to not just be experienced teams. There will be experience on this team. Timberlake's like 24 years old. Dickinson's like 22 years old. They'll have experience. They'll be veterans. But they're not quite veterans in the Bill Self system. And that matters because it is a deep playbook. It is very intricate in what he is asking you to do. And that'll be something they have to overcome rather quickly to begin the season that will be probably their biggest challenge to catch up to how talented of a roster it'll be. So, mm-hmm. sucks that Zuby is gone because uh, I was looking forward to seeing his development for a few years at KU, yeah. but you certainly understand it. That's for sure. Yep. All right, he's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We uh, will get to our interview with Isaac Trotter coming up shortly. We also have a uh, little point guard center. Does KU have the best combo of that in the Big 12 segment next? But uh, first, Joel Becker. Talking about uh, Prime House Direct. What's up, Joel? Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. By the way, uh, DraftKings set the over-under for the KU football team. Six and a half wins. Yeah, there's, there's some more respect being put on KU. Yeah. Because remember, going into last year, it was two and a half, right? I think. I think so, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. It was two or two and a half, yeah. Yeah. So now, you go to a bowl game. You have a Heisman semifinalist, I guess, or, or early contender in the first half of the season. You get some respect from the books. But do you think that's a bad thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, that people are now, you're not, so if, if you're KU football, you're not going to catch anybody off guard. Uh, it's definitely a challenge. Or do you think that narrative gets overblown? The I, whole idea of like, oh, well, now everybody knows everybody's going to be prepared for you now. No, I mean, I, I, I think it does matter. It does. Uh, for some programs, they have trouble getting over that hump for that reason. So I do, I do think it matters. But here's why it also doesn't matter at the same point in time. Because if you want to be that type of team that is really good and you want to take the next step beyond that, then you need to be able to get o- to overcome that anyway. Yes. Right? No, that's true. That is true. It's like being like, well, I'm really scared about their FCS game, but I think <laughs> they can win nine games. It's like, well, if you think they can win nine games, then 
they're going to need to beat the FCS team. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like you have to overcome this to get to that point. So yes, uh, yeah, it is something to note. Um, I think it sucks for people who want to bet on it because I was hoping it came in at like four or five still, and that they were still they were um, still sleeping. Yeah. But they're awake you now. Look at the schedule. You look at the schedule. It is a tough schedule, man. And that's just regular season games. That doesn't count the bowl game. Yeah. It, it's just a really tough schedule. I, I would lean over on it. Yeah. I mean, how many, let's put it this way. And we can talk about this more over the summer. I don't feel as good as I did last year, though. How many absolute locks are there for KU on this year's schedule? Two? Yeah. FCS and Nevada? Nevada? Are those the only two? Are those the only two, like, blood bank locks for KU? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Right? Like you Illinois. Feel, you feel pretty good about the Illinois game. You yeah, feel I mean, like they, you they lost a billion players in the draft. You feel like you should be able to beat UCF at home. But I don't know, man. You the feel Illinois like you game might a be a three-point yeah, spread. Yeah, no, exactly. You feel like you should have a chance against UCF and BYU. You feel like you should have a chance against Houston considering you beat them last year. But then you've got Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas State. Well, you're not going to win every game that you feel Cincinnati. like you have a coin flip chance in, you know? No, that's true. That's true. So I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. Uh, how about this question? Does KU have the best point guard and center combo in the Big 12? Do you want me to answer it as if I'm Bill Self or as if I'm anybody else? Uh, give me both, actually. Okay, well, no, Bill Self, the answer is, uh, 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 yeah. Okay? Simple as that. If you're anybody else, I think, I mean, listen. I think from a national standpoint, nobody is going to say yes because Dewan Harris is just not viewed as that level of player right like obviously people who watch KU people who follow KU people who understand the type of players that are successful at KU recognize that Dewan Harris is one of if not the best pure point guards in the country but in the modern era when it's all about stats Dewan Harris is not going to put up the greatest stats in the world he's not going to give he's not going to average a billion points okay now let's say what if I mean okay I say that, but what if Dewan Harris averages like nine assists per game? <laughs> like I would get then you maybe then maybe he gets in that conversation. But you know what I mean? Like I just don't think people are going to. I mean, they might maybe because the spotlight's going to be on Hunter Dickinson, and then people are going to say, "Wait a second, who's this short guy number three throwing in the ball? This dude's pretty good." Like I don't know, maybe, but I I don't think from a big national perspective, people are going to think that that KU has the best duo in the country. And if they do think well, that, no, they're just the conference. Oh, in the conference. I thought you said country. No, I said conference. Oh, okay. In the conference? Easily, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it, it is up there in the, the country. You're probably right about the point guard. But, yeah, I mean, in the, in the Big 12, it's funny because you just look at the center position alone. There were no first or second team all Big 12 centers last year. Caleb Boone was third team. He was like a four who would play the five. He's transferring. Osin Osini graduated. K.J. Adams is probably now a four-man. And even if he has a five, Dickinson. So it's basically Dickinson and Jesse. Musa Cisse is transferring. Yeah. So your your best two centers in the Big Twelve are your best three centers. If we want to go this way, are now a four KJ Adams and two new transfers, Hunter Dickinson and Jesse Edwards. And then there's there's two uh, top fifty recruits. Yves Misi, he's thirty seventh for Baylor, and Brandon Garrison, who's fortieth for Oklahoma State. And I don't know who's going to run the point for West Virginia. So even if they have Jesse Edwards. Is Kirk Carissa and Jesse Edwards better than Dewan and Hunter Dickinson? No, because Hunter Dickinson is probably better than Jesse Edwards. And, and Dewan Kirk Harris Carissa is way better. definitely, yes, <laughs> not nearly as good there. Now, that, that's, so that's where it would have to and be. Listen, that's totally unbiased. It's not like we dislike Kirk Carissa or anything. No. Oh, wait, so, we kind of do. But anyways, that's beside the point. 
Well, well, that would definitely be where somebody has to make up for it. Then it has to be the point guard spot because. But I, I, I do think that makes it more interesting about Hunter Dickinson. Like, what if, what if the numbers we're putting out there, his his dominance is going to be even better just because there are not other really good centers in the Big Twelve. Like the Big Ten traditionally has had like a lot of the good centers. Sure. That's who he's had to go up with. That not as much the case in the Big Twelve. Well, again, what I mean, stats wise, what's his ceiling? Twenty one and eleven. I guess twenty two and twelve. Seems like so much, but. Sure. Um, the point guards one is more difficult, though, because you have... So Adam Flagler was all Big 12 first team. He is testing the waters. If he comes back, he he probably seen as the best point guard, but he's not like a true point guard. That's I, what I'm I saying. Know. Like the In terms of pure point guard, yeah, Dewan Harris. Marquise Noel's gone. That's not like a thing anymore. People no. don't think that way anymore. Marcus Carr's gone. Michael Miles is gone. Damian Baugh's testing, so he could come back. Baugh was second team All-Big 12, but I, I think Dewan Harris is better than Damian Baugh, even yes. though Baugh has the better award there. Yes. LJ Cryer was third team. He was more of a two-man, and he transferred, but in conference. To I think Tyler Perry's more of a two-guy, too, for K-State. Yeah. I mean, he might be running the point out of necessity, but I don't know if that's necessarily yeah. what they want him to do. Uh, let's see. Davion Harmon's gone. Tyrese Hunter is testing the waters, but he might be more of a two-man as well at this point for Texas. I don't know. Uh, Max Asmus, if he's considered a one, he would be in that conversation. Yep. But I think until he proves Certainly it in the Big 12, that would take the one. scoring standpoint, right. he might have the edge. But, but I think yeah. from the defense, from the passing, yeah. facilitating, I'm taking DeWan there. Yes, 100%. Again, LJ Cryer. I mean, Cryer, DeWan was, is reigning two. defensive player of the year. you got to take him over yeah. anybody. Jameer Nelson Jr., I think good transfer, but, you know. And there's a bunch of other transfers, but I don't think any of them hold water there. Uh, the top 50 recruits coming in at the point guard spot, El Marco Jackson, who's KU. Miro Little at Baylor, but he's ranked 36. They're not going to take him. And realistically, I don't know. Maybe Flagler's gone. Maybe Ball's gone anyway. So if you're talking about his point guard, I guess you could add uh, Shed for Houston with him coming in, the, the newcomer oh, yeah. there. He's Jamal, really good. Jamal Shed. So I guess those would probably be the guys. If Flagler comes back, he's in the conversation. Same with Damian Ball. And then Shed, Dewan Harris, if Tyrese Hunter comes back, and then Max Asmus. And it's like you could probably convince yourself or make the, the proper argument why you would take Max Asmus over Dewan just because of the scoring or, or this guy over Dewan. But they're all on the same kind of tier. And so if they're all on the same tier and then you have by far the best center in the Big 12, you have to have the best point guard center combo in the conference. Yes, I agree with that. And again, the thing about Dewan is like, him being paired with Bill Self is what makes him the top in that top tier, right? That's a good that? way of putting it. Um, yeah, I mean, if you add, well, okay, that let's go a step further then. If you if you go best head coach, point guard, center combo, and, and we do extrapolate it out to the country, it has to be Kansas, right? I would think so. Kansas yeah. has the number one coach, Bill Self. They just got the number one guy in the portal. Number one in the portal. I wonder where he would he would list out in terms of all centers in college basketball. It, it depends on some decisions. If Zach Eady comes back, he's probably number one. Okay, fine. But Dickinson is more like versatile. But anyway, I mean, Eady just won National Player of the Year, so I'm not going to argue against that. <laughs> um, but Hunter Dickinson would be a top five center yes. in college basketball. I mean, you have Eady, right? you have Oscar Sheboy. Sure. You have, I don't even know who else after that. Yeah, I mean, it's so Dickinson. hard with knowing who's going to come back, who's not going to come back, right? Yeah. Uh, Armando Baycott from North Carolina. Yeah. He'd, he'd be, be probably in the top five. So, uh, but he stunk <laughs> this last season. So, I mean, you have a top five center. You have the number one coach. And then Dewan Harris, realistically, is without a doubt a top ten point guard yeah. in the country. Yeah. Probably top five. How many teams have both of those? 
And again, it's hard without looking at the teams in front of you and also knowing who's going to come back, who's staying in the draft. Like Duke might have it. I, I don't know if Jeremy Roach is coming back. He's pretty I good. Mean, Not as good Filipowski? as Juan. But yeah, Filipowski, if he's like a center this year, yeah. I don't know what I guess they're going to do. At Gonzaga, they're going to have Ryan Nemhard and Graham E.K., yeah, that's pretty good. Both, that's not those Kansas. are both transfers. That's not as good as no, yeah. yeah, they're both transfers, so it's not a guarantee it's going to work. Right. Which like, I guess you could say the same thing with Hunter Dickinson, but like he's he's number one. Well, and then again, like, you have the trump card of being like, oh, well, Bill Self. Like Mark yeah. Few's a good coach. Bill Self is better. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, if if you're talking head coach, point guard, center, and I, and I know in March we always talk about guard play and stuff, but if you just have that three combo, that's pretty good. Now it yes. doesn't guarantee anything. Go back to uh, 2010. Kansas had. If not, I, I I don't know. Thinking back to to all the different teams there in 2010, like there were probably some other really good ones, but Kansas probably had as good, if not better, of a head coach, point guard, center combo than anyone in the country. Cole Aldridge, Sharon Collins, and Bill Self. Like good luck topping that, and they lost in the second round. So it doesn't guarantee anything, but it gives you your best shot at it because you know what that Kansas team did? They got the number one overall seed and lost two games so all all season up until the tournament. So if you're if you're saying that this year's team is going to get the number one overall seed and have two losses all year long, doesn't guarantee you you're going to go far in March, but it sure as hell gives you a great shot to do it. Yes, and you know March is a crapshoot, so mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. Yeah, that's just how it goes. All right, uh, maybe we'll circle back to that later after uh, you know more decisions are made yeah. and we have a better look, and, and maybe we'll look more at it nationally. I yeah, think we're, it's we need to, clear we're gonna have to circle club. the wagons on this one. I think <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to we'll ask that to Isaac Trotter too because he'll know more about the national scene. Uh, he'll join us coming up in our next segment. Uh, but first, before we go to break and then send it to Isaac Trotter, 24-7 Sports, that interview with Nick Springer, Derek Johnson, and the Star CST. Back to Joel with a word on Primehouse Direct. Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN and KLWN.com. We uh, will get into some Florida Man Mad Libs at 5 o'clock. We've got some scheduled RCST trivia coming at you in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, but right now, joined by a very special guest, that would be Isaac Trotter, who is a national college basketball writer with 24-7 Sports. And I guess perfect timing that that we got you on here. Uh, I think we scheduled this earlier in the week before this even happened, but ended up Hunter Dickinson picked Kansas yesterday. And you wrote a, a really good piece kind of detailing the Northwestern side of things, where Northwestern was this team that you know was, was trapping the post super aggressively this year, and it led to them being this elite post defense, but... When they played Michigan, they lost both games, and a big reason why was Hunter Dickinson's passing ability. So I guess my question for you here is, you know, beyond everybody knows that adding Hunter Dickinson, he's, I don't know, an All-American caliber player coming into kind of a perfect fit at KU, but how much does he make everyone else around him better, and should that be the case at Kansas? Yeah, I think that Kansas can get the best version of Hunter Dickinson. I think when you look on paper, maybe his assist numbers don't necessarily jump off the page at you. He's not like flirting with triple doubles. Uh, He's not like having these enormous assist games. But the shots that he creates when you double team him are really, really good. And, you know, he was playing for a Michigan team that was talented. But for some reason, it just could never coalesce. And the shooting has been a question for Michigan in each of the last couple years. He'd had multiple non-shooters on the floor. I think at Kansas, he's going to get to play with some high, high level shooters. So maybe some of those assist numbers can start looking a little bit more attractive and it might, might pop off a little bit more. And I, I just think that Hunter Dickinson is not going to come to Kansas and, and be a black hole when he gets the basketball in the paint. Like he is a very willing passer. He wants guys to get involved. He doesn't 
you know, he doesn't play with like this sense of entitlement or selfishness at all. And it'll be a really, really interesting fit. I think a lot of people love it. And I'm really, really a big fan of what he can do on the offensive end. I'm intrigued about the defensive end too. You know, defense hasn't been a huge strength for him, but I think Kansas can get the most out of him. And I'm interested to see how Bill Self plans to use him defensively and what he builds out using the transfer portal or more, more recruiting in the class of 2023 to really get the most out of Dickinson on the defensive end. Well, I guess from the shooting aspect, uh, you, you brought up that Michigan didn't have enough. And I know that was a big question from our end about Kansas heading into the offseason. They added Nick Timberlake, which that clearly is a huge additive there. They're obviously in on the recruitment of McKenzie and Baco, and that would be somebody who could possibly add to it as well. Um, is that a worry at all, though? I mean, I, I guess with Arterio Morris, El Marco Jackson, there is maybe some questions about shooting. Don't know what it's going to look like with El Marco. Like, is that something that's not concerning because they do have Timberlake and Dewan Harris can hit set shots? Or, or I guess, how do you view the the pieces around Hunter Dickinson kind of fitting in there? Yeah, I would say I'm a little bit concerned about the shooting, but I'm not overly that nervous about it. I, I really do think that Nick Timberlake is the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooter in the transfer portal. So to get him is such an enormous get. And I think when you have a shooter with such gravity like that, that makes everybody's life easier. You can double Team Hunter to get in if you want, but you have to do it really strategically and not allow Timberlake to relocate and, and find that open space where he can knock down those catch-and-shoot threes. So I'm not too worried about that. And then Arturio Morris, I think, you know, you look at his percentages and they were iffy, but I don't put a ton of stock into his three-point percentages right now. I think the form is really good. I think getting to have a longer leash at Kansas will really unlock him. And when we, he played with confidence, we've seen him knock down multiple threes and be a high-level three-point shooter. So I think he'll be fine there too. But I do think it's fair to have questions. I mean, if if you have Dewan Harris and KJ Adams on the floor together, I think it's going to be pretty easy to see that teams are going to try to double team Hunter Dickinson, try to stay home on Arterio, try to stay home on Timberlake, and force Dewan Harris to hit set shots a lot and force KJ Adams to really become more of a scorer on the perimeter. But I think Kansas has different ways that they can use him. And we saw last year Michigan played Terrace Reed, a big man, together with Hunter Dickinson, and they were really, really good with those two guys on the floor together. And I think Adams' cutting and just how smart a basketball player he is, how heady he is, he can really sit in the dunker spot. And if you bring two defenders over to him, it'll be a similar situation to like what UConn used, how UConn used Andre Jackson. I think K.J. Adams can slide into a similar role as like a, a playmaking, versatile forward who can do a lot of different things. So he might not handle it the same as Andre Jackson, but he could sit in the dunker spot. And we saw a ton last year, especially in that final four game. When you went to double-team UConn star big man Adama Sanogo, he was just dumping it off to Andre Jackson for dunk after dunk. And I think we could see a similar situation with Dickinson and K.J. Adams. One thing I'm curious about is uh, from Hunter Dickinson, the the polarizing player, so to speak. I mean, obviously in the Big Ten, he was... Uh, by many other schools, noted as as kind of a villain and and kind of a polarizing player. And you hear some of that stuff, but you know, here in the area here with Kansas, where you're not playing Michigan, I I don't know what what is it about Hunter Dickinson that made him kind of a lightning rod these past couple seasons for opposing fan bases. Yeah, I think the thing with Hunter Dickinson that makes him great is also his biggest weakness. And he's just honest. He's brutally honest. He doesn't hide how he feels about things. And, you know, in the media, when you were trying to get genuine answers, that's awesome. Hunter Dickinson will give you really genuine answers that you don't hear before. And I just don't think he's scared. He's super comfortable in his own skin. He's he's not a, a type of person that's really trying to, like, 
be someone he's not. He just is who he is. And so I do think that he has like a, a very nice personality about him. He's a good dude. I think a lot of people really like him. He's a very popular player amongst the players. The players seem to really like him. So I, I wouldn't foresee that a situation, but you're right. Like the Sparks, I don't think will fly as much as Kansas as they would at say Maryland, who's going to have to probably go play Michigan. That would have been a really interesting one. Or you know, say he goes to Villanova and he has some interesting battles on the East Coast with some teams that he said some stuff with. So I feel like at Kansas, he can kind of just settle in and just play ball. But I, you know, knowing Hunter Dickinson, there's going to be times where he just says what's on his mind. And, Sometimes that's a really good thing, and sometimes it'll make for Bill Self to scratch his head a little bit and go, hey, Honor Dickin, Honor, let's like maybe calm down just a little bit. Like We don't have to tell everybody the truth to the national media. Yeah, that, that'll be a fun little, uh, I don't know, pairing between those two. Now, you and, and Kevin Flaherty, who we, we have on this show every week, work on the way-too-early top 25 rankings. And it, it must have been tough when those first came out to, to rank Kansas because it was such an incomplete grade at that point with – uh, not knowing who was going to be back, not knowing who they were, they were going to add and stuff. But now that it's maybe a little bit more of a full picture, obviously you're still waiting on draft decisions and some other transfers and stuff. But do you have an idea on the range that Kansas will probably be in for you guys? Yeah, right now we're having Kansas at number one. Uh, there is just, you know, there's a, a big debate right now, I think, between Kansas and Duke. And the reason we went with Kansas is we felt like their three best players, DeWan Harris, Nick Timberlake and Hunter Dickinson are old. And you look at Duke's three best players, and it's, you know, Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski. All those guys are sophomores. So I think that Kansas's age really gave them an, an edge for us. And you look at college basketball. If you have an elite point guard and you have an elite big man, you can win a ton of basketball games in the regular season. And Kansas is going to have that. They could arguably have the best pass-first point guard in the, in, in the country in DeWan Harris, and then they have one of the best back-to-the-basket scores, and Hunter Dickinson, you put him right up there. I mean, if Zach Eady comes back, you know, Hunter Dickinson's probably number two, number three in the country, but he's still one of the best in the country. So Kansas's age at those key pivotal spots really give them the edge for us. They're number one. Who knows how much that means? Last year we had Gonzaga number one, and you know what? They made it to the Elite Eight, but they didn't really play like a number one all year long. But for now, this is what we see, and we're, we're really big fans of what Bill Self is building, and obviously, you know, it's, it's not fully done yet. They're trying to add a few more pieces to this roster for next season. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess one thing that um, I'm curious on there is uh, as far as, like, Kansas being um, ahead of Duke, when you look at for this Kansas team, a lot of, I guess, new players into the Bill Self system, and I don't know, typically – it hasn't totally been something that is Bill Self's forte having new teams, but it is, like you said, an experienced team. So how do you kind of balance those two things, I guess, on your thoughts of this team of like, well, it's a bunch of new players to the system, but it is an older team. Like, I I, I don't know. Is that something that, that would worry you at all? Is that something that's it doesn't really matter in today's day and age? Like, like how do you kind of view that? No, I think that's a totally fair question, and that's one thing why we like Duke is that there is a lot of similar faces in the same roles. But I think Dewan Harris really being able to get guys in the right spots is really easy. And when you think about it from a long, from a big picture perspective, I think the job that Nick Timberlake's going to have is pretty cut and dry. 
hey, you need to be in the right spot defensively. We don't need you to be a stopper, but you need to understand where you need to be positionally wise. Move your feet, guard multiple positions on offense, knock down threes, and attack off the bounce when you can and make plays in transition. That's a pretty easy job. I don't foresee him having a hard time with it. Hunter Dickinson, same thing. Hey, we're going to try to get the best out of you. What you do good is what we can actually get more out of. We want you to shoot more threes. That's fine. You you want to get in your spot on the on the right block where you can get to your left shoulder. Like those make a lot of sense for for Hunter Dickinson to do all of the different things that he does really really well. And so I think that the the big pieces that they've added, yeah, they're old. Yeah, they have to learn some new te- terminology. Yeah, it'll be different. But I don't think their jobs are all that complicated. And I think Bill Self will do a really good job of getting the most out of them without maybe overcomplicating it. And so those are the reasons why we're we're pretty high. We think this Kansas team can coalesce quickly. And I do think it's fair to have some concerns about Kansas's depth. You know, that's a real thing. I think getting Kevin McCuller back would have been a huge boost. That doesn't sound super likely as of right now. And But, you know, things have changed. We've seen a lot of players head into that, you know, NBA G League or NBA draft combine thinking, hey, I'm going to stay in the NBA. And then they get a little bit more feedback and go, well, <laughs> I probably should look at potentially going back to school. So we'll see if we'll see if McCullough ends up doing that. And if they do that, I think he would be he'd be a big winner too if he was able to come back because like we talked about, like his cutting, his passing would really, really be accentuated by Hunter Dickinson, who's who's such a willing passer and commands so much attention from opposing defenses. We're talking with Isaac Trotter of twenty four seven sports. Does a ton of great work. Definitely go check it out, whether it's the rankings, whether it's the stuff on Hunter Dickinson. I uh, wrote about Artario Morris's fit and everything. Uh, we were having a conversation earlier in the day about if KU has the best point guard-center combo in the Big 12, if not the country. Um, that was something you were, you were talking about a few minutes ago, that, that they certainly have experience and, and talent at those positions. Would you go that far? Do they have the best combo of point guard-center in, in at least the conference, if not the country? I think they do. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Of yeah, right, it's tough without seeing everybody in front of you. Now, like, right, right. It's Link Texas, though. Like, um, We'll say Max A. Smith is their starting point guard because he handles the ball a lot. And then probably at center you're talking Dylan DeSue. You know, that's a terrific combo. Um, you could even throw Caden Shedrick there potentially at center. That's a terrific combo. I tend to trust Kansas's crew a little bit more than that. But that's close. I think that'd be in the same range of, of potential outcomes. I think you could look at Kansas State, potentially, if they get the certain guys back. You know, the, the new point guard that they've gotten, Tyler Perry out of North Texas, is a big-time player. Naquan Tomlin is a guy we really like. But I still think that you trust the knowns of what Hunter Dickinson is, of what Juwan Harris is, a little bit more th- than that duo. Um, maybe, I mean, I guess we could even throw in a situation with Baylor, if they get Adam Flagler back, and then you look at some of their big men, they have a lot of talented young big men, but you know, not super proven. But so, yeah, I think right now, off the top of my head, I think you have to have Kansas as the top point guard big man duo, and I'm excited just to see that pick and roll combo together because you have two really, really smart passers. I just think that Dewan Harris is going to get a lot out of Hunter Dickinson, get him in spots that he just hasn't had, and. I think John Rostin was a guy who brought it up, which is a pretty good point. Like, yes, Hunter Dickinson is going to be playing with the fourth different starting point guard in four years, but Dewan Harris knows the system. The last few years, it's it's been a new point guard every single year that that Hunter Dickinson has to get used to. Has he has to one like that has to like teach this a new point guard. Hey, these are our terminologies. Hey, this is how we do it. This is what I like in pick and rolls. And this time it'll be a little bit different. And I, I don't think that. Juan Harris is going to have any issues figuring out where Hunter Dickinson likes the ball and how he likes to operate. And as I kind of teased, you, you wrote about Arteria Morris, his fit with KU. 
how much looking back to now that they landed Hunter Dickinson after does it become an even better fit on the court in terms of having another good defensive stopper in front of a, a guy back on the defensive end who like you were talking about that you know uh, has I think some opportunity there but isn't known for being a stalwart on that end totally and I think the thing is is that Arturo Morris coming from Texas. Last year they played a lot of drop coverage, especially when Christian Bishop was in the game. And Arturo Morris had to kind of learn how to fight over ball screens and stick with ball handlers and, and then help and recover and be able to get a good contest against pick and rolls. And he got kind of used to that last year with that scheme. And I would expect more of the same for Kansas. So those learning opportunities that he had last year for Texas could really pay off here with Kansas. And then on the offensive end, I think that Arturo Morris, the biggest thing for him is just move without the basketball. The more that you move, the more that you make it harder for defenses to keep an eye on you, the better you can be. Because, like I said, Hunter Dickinson has done a really, really phenomenal job at finding the right pieces and, and finding you, the open space and being able to look over double teams or, or attack in the right ways. And I just think that Arturio Morris is set up to really, really get the most out of him because there's not that much pressure. Like, Hunter Dickinson is the one that's going to have a lot of pressure on him. Dewan Harris is going to have pressure on him. Nick Timberlake, hey, you're a big-time transfer gate. Like, you, we need you to knock down shots. Whatever they get from Arturo Morris is a little bit gravy at this point. Play defense, play hard, understand the scouting report, understand your job, and whatever you give us offensively is going to be an added boost. And I just don't think that he's going to be in a situation where they need him to be awesome. And if he is awesome, then you can start talking about Kansas as a you know a legitimate national championship contender. Right, last thing I got for you, if Mackenzie Mbako does end up picking Kansas, how do you think he would fit into all this? Yeah, it's interesting. I think that you probably foresee him getting minutes at the four. Uh, I think he's a really good shooter. I think he can add a little bit more shooting pop, which is what Kansas is definitely trying to add to surround Hunter Dickinson. And again, like I talked about with Arterio Morris, it's, it's almost like you look at some of the, the other teams and it's like your fifth best player is maybe a role player that, you know, maybe he's, you know, a former four-star recruit who really has had an underwhelming season. Well, if you look at Kansas, you're talking about maybe their fifth best player is a five-star, one of the best players in the country in the class. Like That's that's like that riches of, of talent that Kansas has, has kind of brought in together where you can start to see that depth starts to flex on people. And that's kind of why UConn honestly won the national title. They were deeper than everybody else in the NCAA tournament, they, and that, that really showcased. They have you know elite, elite proven talent coming off the bench and, and finding ways to make big roles. And I think Mbako can have a role as a potential starting four. And if maybe you switch KJ Adams into that super sub who subs in for Dickinson and, and maybe splits time at the four with Mbako and, and, and it, they just kind of give each other a little different thing. So I really like that fit there. I think if he wants to be a star, I think Johns makes more sense, but if he wants to be a good role player for a national title contender, Kansas makes a ton of sense too. He is Isaac Trotter. You can check out all his work 24 seven sports. Isaac, I really appreciate the time today, man. Have a good rest of your day. Have a good weekend. Hey, thanks for having me anytime. All right, that was Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports. Really good insight there with uh, Isaac, talking a little KU basketball, national college basketball writer with 24-7 Sports. All right, uh, one hour down. We got about an hour 50 to go. We have a Kentucky Derby segment. Then uh, we were supposed to have RCST trivia today, but we'll get into uh, what went down in today's matchups and uh, all sorts of stuff coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Florida Man Mad Libs coming up. At five with Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com, the KLWN app. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Uh, did you know this weekend was the Kentucky Derby? I did. Yes. Yeah, I did. I, I listen. 
I, I watch the Kentucky Derby normally. Uh, not every year, but most years I will watch it. The thing about it that drives me crazy, though, is like normally there's like 10 hours of coverage and the race takes two minutes. Like, what? Well, they have other what? races going on. They just but don't yeah, but always nobody, show them. I don't care yeah. about the other races. You would if you were there because you would be betting on all of them. I guess that's true. If I, if I went there, it would be different. But I'm not, I don't sit around and watch the TV coverage mm-hmm. all day leading up to it. They say it's the most exciting two minutes in sports. Mm, do you think that's true? What else would be up there? I mean, just you could say just the final two minutes of any football or basketball. Game. But technically, that's not a real two minutes. But it's two minutes. If clock stoppages. I think they're okay. saying it's a real two minutes. At uh, Talladega, I think it takes about two minutes to do a lap. The last lap. What if it's not close? I guess you could say the same thing about the horse race. I don't know. Yeah, okay. what if it's not close? Yeah, but it's just one lap, so it should be closer. Uh, okay, <laughs> so we have a fun little game here. We haven't done this in uh, maybe a year or two. It is called, uh, we just pick something and we say, or something else. So uh, a lot of horse names, Kentucky Derby horses, sound like indie yeah, rock the, bands. The names have gotten more ridiculous, I think. Yes. The horse names. Which so, makes sense. I mean, eventually you run out of names for horses. Yes. Right? You so, can't just be like, oh, Secretariat <laughs> for every horse. I hope They should call one horse just like horse. <laughs> there goes horse on the outside. Horse. Making a run. Remember when that was the thing when people would name stuff just like, like whenever they'd leave it open for interpretation, they'd just name it like Blanky, Blanky McBlank, whatever yeah, it was. Like there was yeah, the boat was, in England yeah, that got named Bodie McBoaterson yeah. or something. Yep. <laughs> no, it was Bodie McHorse it was, it was Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Horsey McHorseface. <laughs> that should be one. Uh, anyway, um, so we're so going to a fun game. You're going to challenge me. Yes, it is Kentucky Derby Horse or Indie Rock Band. So I'm going to okay. give you the name of what is either a horse or... Or an indie rock band, and you have to tell me which one of it it is. Okay. Now, how this we do is, this? I'm really, really bad with like the names of bands. Yeah. So this is great for me. Well, I so yesterday to, to give an example, <clears throat> off air, I said to Nick, I was like, "Dang, it's too bad the white stripes aren't just known as white stripes because then that would sound more like a horse." And he was like, "Wait, is that a horse?" <laughs> so that made me feel better about the indie rock bands that Nick didn't know who the white stripes were. So I, I feel good about how we're gonna go through this now. Um, <laughs> How we do this, it's formatted like a college football season. You okay. have 12 regular season games. Oh. Depending how you do, will earn you a possible bowl bid, a possible college football playoff bid, or whatever. Okay. 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 All right. We're going to start here. Week one. Okay. Hit show. Hit show? Mm-hmm. Is that a band or a horse? You tell me. I think that's a horse. Hit show? That is a horse. Oh, let's go. That horse w. is 30 to 1 to win the Kentucky Derby. Hit show. Yeah. Could have thought it was like a show, like a, yeah, I don't know, yeah, okay, yeah, concert. Yeah. All right, want to know? Let's okay, go. Come week on, two. I'm getting confident. Super chunk. I feel like that's a horse too. It is not a horse. Oh my! What? Super chunk is an indie rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Where do they come up with these ne- ne- these band names? I would love that to be a horse. Super chunk. It's just this like gigantic. Yeah, horse. that's what I was thinking. Like a, a hor- <laughs> just an extremely muscly horse. It's just like uh, it'd be even better if he was like super out of shape. <laughs> okay. Number three. Dis- so I'm, I'm one and one. one yes. And one. Okay. Number three. Disarm. I I feel like that's a horse too. That is a horse. Okay. There we go. Bang. Uh, disarm is thirty to one as well to win the Kentucky Derby. Okay. All right. You're two and one. You're three your non con portion of the season. Now is when it really matters in the college okay. play. All right. All right, gotta lock it in here. Tap it trice. Tap it trice. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? What What is that? What could be trice? like a, a drum, like, like a tap it. Could be What's trice is in finishing third, like a horse. I don't even know what that means. That's not even. That's <laughs> not even. I don't. I disagree with that. 
I disagree. I think it's a. I think it's a band. It is a horse. Oh my dude! What? I don't even know what that means. It. Uh, I. I don't know, but it's one of the favorites. It's plus like, five hundred. Tap it, trice. So it's supposed to be like, like thrice. Like you hit it three times. <laughs> And then it gets first. So. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what the, I don't know. It's five to one. So you can always bet on it. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. Okay. Uh, week five. Dinosaur Jr. Oh, that's got to be a band. That is a band. Let's go. That is a band. Let's I would have thought with the junior, that would have been the kicker to be like, no, that's got to be a horse. <laughs> it's the son of a different horse. Okay. No, because I don't think they do that with horses. With horses, isn't it just like two, three? I don't think they I say junior. That's a good question. I don't think they say. I think it's like. If you're if you are named after the horse that like sired you, then you you're two, mm. not junior. All right, after this one, we'll be halfway through the season. Okay, I'm three and two. Yes. Okay. At least the regular season. Skinner. Okay, this one's tough. I feel like this could go either way. I I am going to not confidently say I think it's a band, and that is incorrect. Oh. It is a horse. It is 21. Skinner? Skinner. Did you have in your mind well, Leonard Skinner? Yeah, I did actually. Well, and also I was thinking like, dude, some weirdo 17-year-old kids in their garage definitely would just be like, dude, Skinner. <laughs> and they would just think that's the coolest thing of all time. That's what I thought. Well, it's 21. All right, so you were halfway through the season. You are 3-3. Three and three. You are 1-2 and two in conference play. <laughs> right now, the alumni, the boosters, they're going, are we even going to make a bowl game? Do we yeah. need a new coach? <laughs> all right. On to uh, the, process. the start of the second half of the season. Okay. Sun Thunder. <laughs> okay. My, I okay. Early on, I was just going with my knee-jerk reaction. But since I've started trying to think it through more, I've been more wrong. So my knee-jerk reaction here was banned. Okay. Well, your knee-jerk reaction is wrong because <laughs> it is a horse. Dude. What? <laughs> Sun Thunder? <laughs> Anytime the word thunder is involved, it's banned. It's got to be. It is a 50 There's like to 1 a horse. There's like a law that says if you have thunder in your name, you're a band. <laughs> it is a 50 to 1 horse to win it all. I think I did this once with uh, Richie a couple years ago, and I think he went like 2 and 10. So you've at least beaten that, but you were just okay. 3 and 4 right now. You got to turn it around to, uh, you got to basically win out to at least make your conference championship game. Okay. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, week eight Sonic Youth. Okay, again. My knee, my knee jerk reaction was banned. But oh, man, see, you don't know what to trust now. Do you trust I, your I don't, mind? No, or your I don't heart? know what to trust. I mean, I don't. I don't see that being a horse's name. I'm gonna go banned again. That is correct. Okay, there we go. Well, you Back in the wind, it was a horse like Sonic. It, it's fast. Like Sonic the Hedgehog. I, that did cross. Mm-hmm. That thought did cross my mind. But I was like, Sonic is not a horse. He's a hedgehog. <laughs> so why would they name a horse after? Okay. You see what I'm saying? Keep that in mind for later. What are you trying to say? With you. I think you're just trying to mess with me. Mm, who knows? All right, week nine, you are four and four, two and three in conference play. I got I to gotta get to a bowl game at least. Angel of Empire. Oh, okay. This is one that's interesting. I definitely think this could go either way. Like, dude, imagine some emo kids <laughs> in their basement. <laughs> and they're like, this. dude. Angel of Empire. Every band oh, you're so thinking sweet. of is like, is it like a 16-year-old with a mohawk who's like goth? Like, are they are they listening to this? Yes. And then, but that's a good horse name too, I think. Mm-hmm. I got to go band though. It is a horse. Oh my. That's a, that's a good horse name. 
Yeah. That one was, I think that was the toughest matchup. Like, that was our road game at Bama. <laughs> that was the toughest one. I feel like that could have easily gone either way. Well, that horse could win it all. It's 8-1. to 8-1 to one to win the Kentucky Derby. Okay. All right, under week 10, you got to win two of your last three to make a bowl game. Yeah, this is rough. Arctic Monkeys. Oh, this is a band. Yes. I know this band. That is a band. I've actually heard of that band. Okay, you actually have heard one. So that, that came out for you. So that was your, if if the previous week was Alabama, that this was, my was Citadel. your FCS. Yeah, 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 that was my Citadel. You're playing the that SEC was, schedule. That was like when Bama does, they play Citadel in like week 12. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. Bam, All right, that was, that was big Citadel. for you. That was okay. big for you. Because now you just got to split your last two to make a bowl game. You're five and five, three and four <laughs> in conference play. You cannot make your conference championship, but you can still have a respectable bowl season. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, week 11. Modest Mouse. Mm. Okay. Remember that part where I said uh, keep that in mind for later. <laughs> oh, for a horse mm. named after an animal that's not a horse. Mm. Is that what you're saying? Possibly. Read well, into it okay. how you like. I here's what I'm thinking. What are bands? They're normally they they play music and they're yes. and they're loud. <laughs> a mouse. A mouse is not loud. Okay. The opposite of loud. Plus modest. Mm-hmm. I'm going horse. It is an indie rock band. Oh, my. Dude. What? Maybe they're being ironic. What if they're like well, a death metal band? Their and just... irony is has failed me. Well, you got to win this one. This is uh, yeah, this is for all the Marvel. Season finale against one of your rivals. And it's like we, we got to put everything into this yeah. to make a bowl game. Well, and the pressure is on here. Otherwise, the season's a failure. Do I get fired if I lose? Maybe. It's possible. <laughs> the boosters will have a stern, long conversation. All right, week 12, Bright Eyes. Bright eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, my knee jerk was horse. Well, I'm going to think this through a little bit. I just don't see that being a band name. Bright eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it. Could it. be about a girl. A lot of music is just yeah, talking but, about uh, like that, the girl. You would have a song with. called Bright right. Eyes. You wouldn't name the band Bright Eyes, right? Yeah, you would I have guess. a song called Bright Eyes. Unless you wouldn't this name is the a band, band, then they did name the band after it. But that'd be stupid. Mm-hmm. That'd be the well, It would make sense thing for ever. a horse too, because I agree. You know, no, I agree. Eyes. But do horses have bright eyes? A lot of times they're just brown or black or like yeah. Mm. Not a lot of life going on in those eyes. There's, there's plenty of life in horses. Okay. You're saying horses don't have life? No, no. But then the eyes—they're not like you know. <laughs> well, but you can't look a horse in both of its eyes. So <laughs> if this was a horse, wouldn't it be bright eye? Bright eye. <laughs> because its eyes are on the side of its face. You can't look at both. Uh, the, you can't look them in both eyes point. at the same time. Valid point. Right. Yeah, it's valid. I still think it's horse. It is an indie rock band. God! Oh. Dude! Wait, what's this? I'm, I'm hearing from the NCAA that not enough bowl eligible oh, five teams were there. The bowl? Let's go. And you Come have on. the best grades among your team. So congratulations. Okay, there we you go. Back your way into a we're bowl. In the, we're in the cheese it bowl. Let's go. Okay. This could uh, be which to salvage the season. I don't want to pick. Um, hmm. Oh, I suck. Let's go with mage. Mage? Mage. Can you spell Maybe that? Maybe mage. M-A-G-E. <laughs> so why'd you say mage? Mage? It's just mage. Know. Mage? Yeah. Do you not know how to say the word mage? I've never seen that word before. No. Mage? You've no, never seen the word mage? I have not. What? How have you never I seen, seen the what? word? what? Dude, like, like uh, use it in mage. A okay. <laughs> like, if you're, if you, like, in a video game or something, or magic, uh-huh. it's a mage. That sounds like a, a derogatory term. A mage cast spells. A, a, you mean a wizard? No, ma- it's yes. I mean, a ma- synonym a magician. for wizard. It's yeah, a synonym so it's a derogatory term. No, it's not so derogatory. You're doing derogatory terms no. here on the radio. No, it's a mage, bro. Oh, mage! Have you never seen that word? Well, is it a horse or an indie rock band? That's all I need to know. 
I I think. Oh boy. All right, it's fourth and goal. We're down by three. We're gonna go for the touchdown here because we we are not soft. We're gonna go for the win. We're calling sixty-five power toss trap <laughs> for a horse. It is a horse. Let's go! Let's go! Fifteen to one to win it all. We matriculated down the field. Game-winning touchdown. Let's go. Yeah. So not not the season you would have wanted. Three and six in conference. Doesn't matter. We got a bowl win. Losing record overall, but you did get that bowl win. So the boosters have come together and they said that we'll give you another try. We'll give okay. you. You're on the hot seat. It's, it's okay. lukewarm over there, but okay. you, you saved your job. Congratulations. Okay. Big win. Big yes. bowl win. All right. That is uh, right, Kentucky. That was way tougher than I thought. It yeah. Would be. Kentucky Derby horse or indie rock band. Maybe we'll do another one of those for like the Preakness if we get enough new horses, <laughs> or whichever one's next. I forget if it's Preakness or uh, I think it's Preakness. Yeah. What's the other one? Belmont. Belmont. That's right. All right, uh, we have some more RCST trivia coming at you today. Two more first-round matchups starting next with RCST trivia with Nick Springer, Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. So welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk here on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson, and uh, we're supposed to have two more first-round matchups of RCST trivia today. Um, one of them happened. The other one did not, and here is why. So... And I should also mention, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just leave this. Uh, I'll leave uh, a little bit closed off till we get there. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't want to ruin the end of the story. Yes. Okay. So, um, basically, our internet. We, we we've talked about this on the show a couple times. Like our internet here just tends to suck. Sometimes in it's a little uh, sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but earlier this week, it. It went from being sketchy to being to, non-existent. Yes, exactly. Where like every day we'd start the show and our internet would be just completely gone. So today we got in and we had questions about like, is it you? What are you guys doing? Why does the internet keep dying when you guys start the show? And I'm just sitting there like, I've been doing the same thing I've been doing for Dude, it's, by it's because six of years our here. massive, massive brains <laughs> that generates so much bandwidth. We have of, so much knowledge from trivia. Yes. These questions it that just, it's just it, yeah, it's it taking up a lot of bandwidth. All electrical yeah things fields and, in the and area. stuff. Yes. Um. So anyway, we found out today the internet just like died today at our station. Like in general, <laughs> everyone. And, and this was not an us thing. This was yeah a morning thing. It just happened in the morning. It's been gone like all day. And so come to find out, Midco comes by. They're like, oh, squirrels chewed your internet lines. Some squirrels have chewed through the internet. I do have questions because why has the internet not been working the past few days? That's the classic cable guy. Is that just an excuse? He bends over, he pulls up his cable guy pants, and he's like, (laughs) "Mm." yeah, it looks like like some rodents chewed through your lines. Mm. You know? The classic. Yes. Classic. But listen. I, I don't know how true it was. I... When I was a kid, I loved squirrels, and I still like squirrels. Okay. But when I was a kid, I was like, I had these weird things that I would just get obsessed with randomly, and squirrels is one of them. Mm. So I read a bunch of books about squirrels. I was being the squirrels. dinosaurs. When I was a kid, I read a bunch of books about squirrels. I like knew a bunch of random squirrel facts mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Do you have a favorite? Uh, okay. The, one, the only one that I remember is the world's largest squirrel was 22 pounds. Wow. Big chunk. All right. 22-pound squirrel. That's big. And that was when you were a child. Maybe somebody yes. surpassed it. It yeah. could be. Could be. Hopefully, that's not the one that chewed our lines. Otherwise, we might have bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, would that'll be the whole city of Lawrence. If a, if a 22-pound squirrel tried to attack you, would you be able to oh, fight I'd run. it off? I'd run. I, th- I mean, yeah, but I think you're taking some damage for sure. Um, so anyway, so internet's been down all day. So on top of that, over the past, like, I don't know. Well, really, again, this is another problem that we've had <laughs> forever. But over the past two weeks, it has become like 
non-existent is that our phone lines stink. Like they go in and out. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Um, the last like two weeks, we'll get calls from like Mercury, Mercury Wireless, Which who's is our right. phone provider. Yeah. And they'll be like every day we'll be like, well, the phones are down again. Phones are down again. Phones are down again. It's like, oh, they're back on at four o'clock or something like that. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a huge pain it's, to people trying to do a radio show. Right. Yeah. It's gotten to the point where it's like, OK, it's not just scheduled maintenance. Like clearly. Like, yes. What, I don't know what something what is just is. intrinsically wrong. <laughs> so. We have all this issue. So now we're sitting here today and we record. If you don't know, we record our trivia matchups via Zoom here from the station. And we have the ability to both record on the actual Zoom itself, but we mostly record on an audio editing software onto the thing. So unfortunately, with the Internet not working, that was not a possibility. So I quickly ran home. You quickly ran home. We get back to our own house Wi-Fi. So then the plan became... That we were going to record locally Correct. from like one of our wasn't going to be mic audio, wasn't going to be that type but of stuff. We were going to have it. We were going to have, it. It. We yes. gonna have something, right? Yes. Some sort of usable audio. So turns out the Nick's computer basically wouldn't work. My computer has issues. Not, yes, not just besides the internet thing. Like my computer's pretty old. I should probably get a new one. But me, meanwhile, I have a uh, Chromebook, and Chromebook for some dumb reason you cannot record a Zoom call on a Chromebook. Well, I think the issue was that since you weren't the host. I was. I joined with the RCST host. Oh, you did? Yes, correct. On my computer. Um, You cannot record on Chromebooks. You also, I joined with my phone. You cannot, I've tried this before in in other ways. Yeah, you can't record on your phone because your phone doesn't have like the files set up like that. It's not like a computer. So here I am on a Zoom call. Nick can't join. And we've got our first matchup, which was supposed to be the 314 matchup between Kyle and Spencer. And we're finding out Spencer has a meeting about 15 minutes later. So, like, <laughs> we can't wait any longer. We just get on. And I try using the there's, – there's this handy little thing on your phone that you can record your own screen. Oh, okay. And it records your own screen. It records the video. And normally it records the local so audio. We're just going to do that? So I was going to do that. And I did that. Oh, okay, yeah. Came to find out after the matchup that apparently if you're on Zoom, it does not let you take oh, the audio. It only yeah, okay. lets you take the video. No, I actually know about that because uh, there is an interesting feature of Zoom that it will not let you record it from other like other devices because apparently when Zoom first came out, people would use it to like do like share movies. Mm-hmm. So like copyright, there was a bunch of copyright issues where like you would watch a movie on Zoom and then you would let other people watch it basically like for free. And so those media companies were like, no, you can't do that. So Zoom put in like a a thing to where if you try to play or record something like not locally or whatever, it like blocks it. So here we are. We that's, have no ways of recording it. We have no ways of getting mic audio. We have no internet back at the station. We have no phone <laughs> lines back at the station to where we can't call. So we're just screwed. We're screwed. So I recorded the matchup hoping that that would work in the audio. In the aftermath, I found out the audio did not work. Um so, so with that being said, we did we did get the matchup done. We do have a winner. I and and what we're gonna do, if you've ever watched one of those history shows, yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do a live reenactment. Right, reenactment. Like maybe you've watched the spoof like a drunk history where yep. they do the reenactments or the real history, like well, you know what I mean. I guess that's real history too. But the history shows that 
aren't drunk history, and they do the reenactments as well, and they have the video. So we like are going to do an interact. Yes. Uh, before we do that, I, I still do need to do our reads. RCST trivia is brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, Twenty Third Street Brewery, Riverette Print and Skate, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Homefield Apparel, Sporting KC Two, McDonald's, and Mister D's Auto Wash. One of our title sponsors is Pella Windows and Doors. Next trivia question: What Windows and Doors provider has been serving Kansas since 1957? The answer: Your locally owned Pella Windows and Doors of Kansas, with six showrooms across the state from Lawrence to Dodge City. Got a Windows or Doors project? Pella, Kansas is here. Locally owned and proudly serving Jayhawks for over 65 years with Windows and Doors solutions for every home and any budget. Schedule your free consultation at PellaKansas.com. Okay, into our reenactment of the matchup. I love that uh, you're going to be doing the full bells and whistles here. I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Okay, so this is supposed to be a 314 matchup. Well, it was. Again, the matchup did actually happen. We're just reenacting it. Uh, this is in the Pella Windows and Doors region, which is in the top right. Kyle Martin, who is the three seed, he is six and three all time in trivia advancements, three sizzling 16s, 29 and seven on questions, taking on a newcomer in the 14 seed with Spencer Pozek. And uh, Spencer decided to go first. So, first, you will be playing the role of okay, Spencer. Yeah, I'm okay? going to go first. Okay. Yes. I feel really confident in my <laughs> KU knowledge. Uh, I've been a fan forever since before KU basketball he was said invented. since Jock Vaughn Jock okay, Vaughn was since, his favorite okay, player since growing up Vaughn, so there's your Jock Vaughn's uh, favorite player. inspiration so uh, yeah and I, so for that reason I love the Brooklyn Nets and I was okay. devastated <laughs> when they lost in the NBA playoffs I mean just devastated <laughs> I mean I don't I, I was my headspace was I couldn't even get in the right headspace for so long I, I didn't even leave my room for like a week just ate Cheetos and nothing else <laughs> yeah it was brutal but anyways aside from my Jock Vaughn fandom mm-hmm. love KU love the Jayhawks feeling really good here okay here's your first question i'm ready for you spencer played by nick really easy call him this ku freshman wing wearing number four had his first double double it came in the 2023 ncaa tournament in their win against howard what's his name Mm. that's a tough one Mm. uh through the context think through the context i'm thinking i'm thinking uh, Joel Embiid. That is unfortunately incorrect. The oh, I was thinking NBA MVP, and my mind was on Jock Vaughn. Oh, <laughs> wait, no, this uh. is the one who beat the Nets in the first round. Yes, no, yes. Oh, oh so like, it all comes together. It now. all comes together. It all okay. comes together. The correct right? answer yeah. is Grady Dick. Ah, oh, this is a man. real reenactment. I am, we're not messing around here. This is a real reenactment. Tragic. Um, I feel bad. I feel bad that that's how we lost. I just, and dude, my mind was so much on Jock Vaughn. Mm. I'm sorry. Joel Embiid beat Jock Vaughn, so then my mind was on Joel Embiid. Tough. Okay, uh, so now you're playing the role of Kyle Martin. Okay. Who Kyle has to win here. Yes, has a chance to win in the really easy round. Kyle has just returned from an overseas vacation. Oh, yeah. This Can K- I speak Norwegian? <laughs> or, no, wait. What are they speaking Netherlands? Netherlands? <laughs> Dutch. Uh, d- <laughs> Dutch. Can I, can I speak Dutch? If you know Dutch, I will allow it. I do not. Oh, okay. No, that's German. I don't know. You know does. German? Well, I know a saying in German. Okay. Is it? So my grandpa had a dog, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, he would always tell it "sit zibetta," <laughs> which apparently means literally just sit down in German. <laughs> he would just yell it at the dog all the time. Okay. Is this the same grandpa who would overfeed his dog? Yes. Okay. And then he would yell at him in German. Yes. <laughs> the ultimate German experience: you get fed and then yelled at. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this one for you now, Kyle, being played by Nick. Okay. This KU forward wearing the number ten led Kansas with 20 points in that 2023 NCAA tournament win over Howard. What's his name? Mm. I have to go with Jalen Wilson. That is correct. 
Jalen Wilson Bang. is the right answer there. And just like that, that is how uh, you move on, Kyle. Okay, yeah, feeling good. <laughs> uh, I I don't. If Kyle does know any Dutch in real life, I hope he says something in Dutch in our next mm. matchup. Uh, but since I'm Kyle and I don't know anymore anything, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I don't know. So, uh, but yeah, obviously very excited. You know, I, I you know, you never want to win in the really easy round, but moving on is moving on, right? That's just how it goes. So definitely looking forward to the second round matchup. Gonna absolutely pulverize whoever I'm playing. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna beat their brains in. Gonna absolutely annihilate them. They have no chance. Wow. Against me, Kyle. That's a lot of trash talking done there. No uh, shot. <laughs> okay. End scene. I'm gonna put them in a blender. End scene. End scene. That was good. Thank you for uh, taking over there. Um, so you know, some of those depictions might have been over exaggerated, but. The the story, yeah, the answer, the, the questions, those were all exact. What's That's the disclaimer what really that I think it's like South Park with a disclaimer they put up where all all uh, imitations of yeah. people is not accurate? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't all accurate. But the question part of it yes. and the answers, How those were 100% the actual accurate. matchup yes. went down. So we did have another really easy. So yes. to that notion, that is now three straight matchups. Dude, this is on you, man. I literally said to Dalton. You okay. never had a really easy question wrong. Yeah. That's on you. And then now we've had three straight matches yes. with a really easy wrong. Yes. That's on you. What do I need to do to reverse this? I don't, I, you know, I was thinking that. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, it's like once you're cursed, <laughs> what do you do? How do you get uncursed? There's got to be a way to uncurse it. I just don't know how. <laughs> Do I need to be like, do I need to go into a matchup and be like, well, this certainly won't get out of the really easy round, but I would feel like such a jerk if I said that to people. Well, you don't but say Even though it I that. know I would be saying it in, in from a manner Maybe, of trying to get out of but it. But see, the problem is like, I think if you go to them and you're like, hey, listen, I'm going to say that this, I, this is going to not get really easy. But if I tell them but beforehand, it, exactly. it crosses it Does out. Does that ruin it? Yeah. It's like you you blow out your birthday candles and then you tell somebody what you wished for. Yes. Doesn't no, I, work. I agree with that. So you have to you have to play it as if that's what you actually mean. But then those people are going to think, wow, this guy is Yeah, this guy's man. a jerk. Yeah, this guy's a real So he's going to lose in the really easy round? Yeah. What the heck? What's his problem? Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Kyle moves on. We didn't really learn any more about him today, but we know well, on I the track record is, he knows his stuff. I think this is best case for Kyle because he came back from the Netherlands. Yeah. He maybe was jet lagged. Well, now with the easy advancement, he has a chance to rest up and well, get make this, sure everybody's though. ready. He's going on another vacation after Monday. Oh, so he'll be going on Monday in round two against Lane. Where's he going? I I forget. Um, maybe that's I guess the Netherlands. If I'm Kyle, one, I, if I'm Kyle uh, I would know, but I'm not. Well, yeah, <laughs> I said end scene, so you don't have oh, to be okay, Kyle sorry. anymore. Okay, okay. Um, but does that make it even more because he's looking ahead to a vacation? His mind is going to be scattered thinking about, yeah. oh, do I have all my? Well, he could be looking ahead to a figured out literal vacation and a metaphorical vacation <laughs> if he loses, because then he will. It won't matter at that point. I love when people are like. Oh, they're going home. It's like, well, they're going home either way, whether they won or lost. It's um, like that. Well, it, it always reminds me of the favorite memes where it's like people from like the NBA playoffs. It'll be like LeBron seeing Jimmy Butler in, in the Bahamas. <laughs> Kyle seeing, I don't know, somebody in the Bahamas. Mm, they're all going golfing together. Uh, so that means, though, that the Pella region is done. Okay. And I've had you do this when yep. our past regions have been completed. Um, would you like to pick the second round matchups? Sure. Okay. So. This is one of the regions where we have a one seed in the second round. That's Eric Hansey. And even though he his 16 was a no-show, and so he just got through for free, I still have, am pretty confident that he's going he's gonna to get through. So I, I like Eric to make the sizzle in 16. Sorry, Michael. And then the next matchup is Chris versus... Mitch Loomis. Oh, Mitch. Oh, Coach oh, Loomis. Going for Coach Loomis here. 
I am. I want to start Coach calling Loomis. him Coach. Yeah, Coach Loomis to me uh, is a threat. Is a real threat. I'm going to take him. Uh, I think the Lane versus Kyle matchup. Remember, if I remember right, Lane's matchup only went to the easy round too. I think that was one. Of, that was literally like our first matchup. I think it was our first matchup. Yeah, he won in the easy round. Good call. So I don't really know what to think of that. I I feel like I got to just go with the experience and go with Kyle there. I think. And then Steve and Brett. So Brett, the 15 seed, was very impressive. But I thought Steve was really impressive too. That was one of the matchups that went to the really hard round with Steve uh, and. And he almost got it right if he would have known the middle initial. Yes. So to me, that is the most coin flip matchup of the second round. And yeah, oh, man, it's tough. I I really want to take Brett for the for the underdog story, but I I think Steve gets it done. I well, think Steve gets it done. I mean, if you like storylines. Um, Kyle Martin and Steve Klein met in the second round last year. Mm. And Kyle won in like the, it was either the hard or the really hard round. That would I be mean, a tough matchup. They could meet yes, in the sizzling team. That'd, that'd be a good rematch. Okay, I like that. I'll go with Kyle and Steve for the storyline. So Eric, Coach Loomis, Kyle, Steve. That's who I've got. All right. Well, if you didn't pick you, use it as motivation. If you did, feel the pressure. If I didn't pick you, no. just get better. <laughs> okay. All right. We're uh, supposed to have one more matchup. I guess I'll just say what happened now. <laughs> um, the other one was supposed to be the 314 between Andrew and Kristen. So after the previous one between Kyle and Spencer. Yeah, we came back to the station. We came back, realized we didn't have the audio and stuff. It, we, and, and then we the came back and we were like hoping the internet was working. Kind of working. Yeah, yeah, it was on. So we started the Zoom mm-hmm. and then just... It, bad things happen. Madness ensued. We we started the Zoom, and then we cut out after a few minutes, and then we tried. And when I say cut out, like we everything went dead. Yeah, like and, we and had then nothing. We tried calling and and doing a phoner, but we were having issues uh, via the phone. We were so some echoing problems. Yeah, we weren't able to do that way. So basically, we just delayed the final first round matchup to be on Monday. Which and, is fine because that they probably weren't going to be competing on Monday in the second round anyways. Actually. So. Glad you brought that up. It'll be a doubleheader for whoever wins. Really? Yes. Oh, so, so they, they are. It's going to be back to back. Correct. Because of the fact that so Kristen and Kyle are going on the vacation after Monday. Oh, we're scheduling it to where they're going to play each other the first matchup on Monday, and then the last matchup on Monday they'll be taking on their second round opponent, whoever wins that one. Okay. Against Blake. So they're going to play Blake. Yeah. Yes. So um, if you are listening to this and you are a trivia contestant, check your email because a schedule has been released for the second round in that final first round matchup. Please confirm if everything works. And then if not, we'll, we'll try to get things rescheduled and uh, worked around on the calendar and whatnot. Um, and then hopefully we can get through the hiccups and hopefully our Internet and everything is good by Monday. If it's not, I have no idea what we're going to do. <laughs> I think it should be. Okay. I think it should be. I don't even want to think about. But not. see, now I'm like, we, we need some sort of backup plan because we got to like our, I mean, think about this. We got we, to like the fifth backup. Yeah, we we have plan A, which is this studio. Plan B, we have a second studio here. Those are both knocked out. We, have, we have a third C, studio. Actually, we have a third studio. So yes, those we are have three studios. C. Plan D would be to do it on like on computer what, phone on your laptop and, and you record, record it. it on your laptop. Yeah. And then plan like E was to me to somehow whatever I did, but it didn't yes. work. So plan E doesn't plan work. Plan F was phone. Yes. And so, I mean, we need a plan G. We need a plan G in order in case this happens right. again. I will brainstorm okay. for Monday okay. in case cool. that happens. All right. Well, uh, RCST Trivia, once again, our title sponsors 
in this event are Pella Windows and Doors, Johnny's Tavern, 23rd Street Brewery, and River at Print and Skate. Did you know in 2023, Johnny's Tavern is celebrating its 70th anniversary? And that's good news for you because they'll be having all sorts of specials at your local Johnny's throughout the year. Stay tuned for more details about a 70th anniversary celebration at our original location in North Lawrence, where you can be a part of the neighborhood porch. Of course, there's now 13 locations of Johnny's from Topeka to the newest store in Raymore, Missouri. You can try the Nuke Lelouch pizza. You can try any of their great sandwiches or burgers on the menu. Got a bunch of awesome appetizers. I love the buffalo chicken dip. I love the Wilson sauce on like all the sandwiches. Or if you just get the Wilson wings, I'll get a side of sweet potato fries, anything in between. And with the weather heating up, you know you want that ice cold beer. How about a blue collar lager? Uh, for me, it's not even about the weather. Uh, it, today has been a very stressful day, as you would imagine. Yeah, There's, if anybody needs, if anybody needs a drink, I'm getting a blue collar lager this weekend. Yeah, you need it. You need. I will drink. make you that guarantee. You can only get it at Johnny's. That's brewed by Free State Company with the blue collar lager. All right, we're going to take a timeout. Uh, some more trivia talk coming up next. Maybe some KU basketball talk too. Uh, we have Florida Man Mad Libs at five oh five with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. This is a Rock Chalk Sports Talk News Alert. Office say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. Ever wondered just how crazy headlines can get? And now the Broward Sheriff's Office is looking into this one. So if you recognize the defecating deviant dropping deuces on driveways, give Broward Crime Stoppers a call. Our headline experts have you covered. 42-year-old man was arrested for riding his bicycle on the front lawn of a Naples home and telling a woman inside he was an FBI agent. This is Florida Man Mad Libs with Derek Johnson, Nick Springer, and Sam Speck on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. All right, welcome in to another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Sam Speck, Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Sam, how's it going, man? Well, always uh, very fun for some Florida man madness. I forgot, I forgot to turn your mic on, Sam, but you're on now. Oh, there Sorry. it is. My bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, jeez, Nick, forgetting about me over here. Dude, but, uh, this has been a bad week for me. I forgot <laughs> to turn on my own mic a couple times. Like, it's just, just been a... Oh, oh man. It's been, it's, it's been one of those weeks. That's all right, though, Nick, because uh, hopefully trying to slide back into that first pace spot. Florida man mad libs, here's how it works. Again, we've got four headlines. One of them, the first headline, there will only be one redacted word from the legitimate headline that I've been able to find. And then the next three, they will have two redacted words from the headline. Those three will have the potential for three points. But again, if you just get one, then you, of course, will be rewarded one point. Uh, Derek last week was able to swing back into first place. However, aggregate points, they're tied at 14 points apiece. So you at home, you can kind of keep your tally as well. But uh, right now, here we go, boys. Are we ready for week number six? Locked and loaded. All right, here we go. I'm not ready. Oh, all Derek, right, Derek. Well, never, you better get ready because they're going to come ready. at you. I'm going to stay not ready. So he again, never ready. Florida man, man, not ready. I'll be so not ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> so no, uh, that's not how that works. I have taken your guys' advice, and we are actually been swinging it around the nation as much as we can. So we've stepped out of Florida on a couple of occasions here. Yeah, so Florida let's man, get... Mad Libs is just the name. Exactly, it doesn't have to be necessarily everything. Exactly. So uh, again, first round, only one redacted word and potential one point here, and it could be that tiebreaker later. That's why we do it. But here we are. As uh, for you at home, follow along. A Kentucky man says his mm. former friends forced Whiskey, him. Bourbon. That's right. Uh, his former friends forced him to eat blank during a fight. Whiskey and bourbon. 
Well, you can't really eat whiskey and bourbon. I mean, you can Frozen try. whiskey and bourbon. There you go. <laughs> so here's the three unredacted choices. A Kentucky man says his former friends forced to eat, uh, forced him to eat dog poop, the check, or his beard during a fight. Now, this was a transactional conversation, so they were trying to sell and, and purchase something. So the check is the uh, form of payment is what I'm talking about. But again, okay. a Kentucky man says his former friends forced him to eat dog poop, the check, or his beard. Yeah, the key yeah. word that I'm yeah. honing in on here is former. <laughs> former friends. Um, okay, so beard makes a little bit of sense, I guess. Because like Kentucky people grow long beards. They get the grizzly I beard. Just, I don't yeah. know. You're in a fight. What if you somebody pulled like, somebody's beard? No, and they, no, no. You like fold it up. Fold and it up. And you like shove it, you know. Check could make sense, but also it doesn't because if you're if you're what if they're fighting over who's going to pay the check? But then if you eat see, the check, if it's former friend, you can't pay it. I don't know. Dog poop makes the most sense. Former friend, would you still be friends with somebody who made you eat dog poop? I don't think I'd be friends with someone who made me eat any of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would be questioning our friendships pretty quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. All yeah, right. but out of the three options, the dog poop is the most correct. Yeah, extreme. Yeah, Absolutely, but yeah. that also, by being the most extreme, would technically make it the most unlikely. I'm picking dog However, poop. this is Florida Man Matters. I am picking dog poop. All right, he seems pretty locked in I there, so gonna Nick's going to lock in. I am going to go with beard. Oh, Derek going with beard here. So he's going to go with the idea that Kentucky men with that grizzly mountain man beard. Here it is, full unredacted. Uh, you you guys locked in? You happy yeah. with your answers? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kentucky man says his former friends forced him to eat his beard during a yeah. fight. And uh, Nick, you were actually right. He literally folded a very large beard and when he was on the ground. What are we talking like? Santa Claus beard? ZZ Top? Like, uh, kind of like a ZZ Top okay, looking. Real, uh, real okay. curly, yeah, brown yeah, beard. Yeah, really long. You know. Absolutely. So uh, Derek with one point there in round number one. Here we are. To maybe, the I next. Should, maybe I should shave. <laughs> here, here we are <laughs> to the, uh, the next three questions here again. Two redacted words for these upcoming headlines and the potential for three words if you get the entire headline. Or three points if you get the entire headline correct. So here we are. This one's weird. Um, a reality television star stops selling weird. blank. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> out of all of them, this one, right? A reality television star stops selling blank after being hospitalized for eating too many blank. <laughs> so we're going to start with the first redacted. A reality television star stops selling feet pics, her farts, or her merchandise after being hospitalized for eating too many blank. So we'll get to the second one. I don't know why selling personal items such as merchandise feet feels too generic. I have a no, I think I know. What I have I have an idea on this. I thing. have an idea. I think fun. we have the same idea. So I don't think it's merchandise. I feel like that's too generic. I feel like that's the one that makes the most sense, which is why you put it in there. Because I, I don't think that's the right one. Um, I don't think. What, what was the first one again? Feet picks. I don't think it's feet picks because I'm having trouble thinking of like what she was doing that could have made the feet pit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking what the second maybe, blank would be that would relate to the first one. Maybe she got really, the feet got really bloated and ugly. Does she have, like, gout when she eats seafood? <laughs> yeah. Get all, oh, oh, yeah. Lord, yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I, I think it's the farts. I, I think I, it sounds ridiculous. I know exactly like, what you're there thinking. There are people the same thing. on eBay who, like, sell, like, breath or, like, yeah. air of with where the World Series was, and people will buy it. I don't know if they buy it as a joke or what, but people will buy that stuff. And so I think it's probably some celebrity who did that, 
and then they they kept eating like Taco Bell. Yeah, I was gonna say like burritos <laughs> or something. So same page there. Um, and then maybe ate too much and got like a little uh, sick and maybe I don't the know. farts turned into uh, you know yeah. <laughs> little disaster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. I think we're on the same. So page. Derek, Nick, are you both locking in there with farts? Yes. I think we're both going with farts. Okay, yeah. you at home can lock in here, and it could go either direction. But uh, here it is for the second redacted word: reality television star stopped selling either her feet pics, her farts, or her merchandise after being hospitalized for eating too many weight loss gummies. Almonds or cans of beans? Yeah, cans of beans. So right? it might answer your guys' <laughs> considering you went in one direction on the first one. But the also, only question is if we if you think based off the second answers that maybe the first one is wrong, then maybe you hedge your bet. But I'm not going. To, I'm going to go full in. We're going cans of beans. Yeah, I mean, what are the options for this? What are the second options? Uh, well, weight loss gummies, like they're like the one yeah, a day yeah. type of thing. Almonds. See, that one, I guess, would go with the merchandise. I guess, but then again, the more I think about this. Like, What's the connection to all? Get sick? Well, well if you eat too many, allergic? I'm sure you can know. blow it up. Then allergic allergic again. to begin with. Yeah. Allergic. Then why would she eat them to begin with? Because it says she ate too many, right? Uh, oh yeah. Would have noticed if she was allergic after the first one. Um, <laughs> Maybe. I don't think it's almonds. Um, I could see it being weight loss gummy because if you eat too many of, of like those, that could cause you to go to the hospital. Well, yeah, but that doesn't problem with like the beans is like, does it make you go to the hospital? Oh, for sure. You think? Yeah, I think eating too many of if, anything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Eat too many of fill in the blank, and you <laughs> yeah. can go to the hospital. All right, I'll do beans. I'm right. gonna go with beans as well. All righty. Well, um, here it is. Reality television star stops selling her farts after being hospitalized for eating too many cans of beans. Wow, you guys we got it both. We did. It. Nailed that, that one. The first time we've both gotten. I think the whole so. Thing, the right? whole thing yeah. correct. We now, normally we normally pick sure, up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys pretty much right from the start we though. Kind of had an idea. Yeah. Yeah. It was planted yeah. in there. You guys want to know how much money she made? A quarter of a million dollars. So. I guess it worked Nick, out. I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's new so brutal, man. But dude, think about what that does to your body. Just shoveling in beans and then just ripping farts all day long. <laughs> like, that's got to be brutal for your body. I want to know. Like, if you ever buy sports memorabilia, you get like a, a certificate of authenticity that like they're certifying that the signature is real from the real player. Okay. Did this lady have like a, <laughs> was, did a you have to send like a video or something like that? Well, to be like, this is your I've, I've always wondered about this stuff because, because if you put it in a jar, right? Quote unquote, in a jar. And then you sell it to somebody. The only way that that person could verifiably be sure that what you sold them is like what they bought is by opening it. But if they open it, then it, it's out. Then it's gone. Then it's gone. Yep. <laughs> you make you a good point. Saying? It's like a catch-22. Like, hey, it's a catch-22. Hey, you want to You buy over? something in a sealed jar, like a fart or what air I or something. What I want to know. And the only way you could be sure that it's what you got is if you open it. Yeah. But if you open it, you lose it. No, it's like, you want to come over and see my mint condition fart in a What jar I want to know is how many back orders she had or why the demand was so high that led her to eating that many beans. Uh, I guess true. so. I yeah, guess it was questions. flying off the shelves. I don't I think guess. I want to know the answer to that question. But nonetheless, uh, boys, nice job, both with a three-point get there on that one. So let's uh, let's go back down to the sunshine state of Florida here for this next one. As a naked Florida man starts blank while baking cookies on blank. <laughs> first intuition is fire for the first one. Okay. okay. We'll see. Let's we go. see. What are the options? A naked Florida man starts a house party, a house fire, or a neighborhood disturbance while baking cookies on blank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be a hell of a party. It could be one yeah, of those parties <laughs> three at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Like Where he, he invites everyone over for a party. Right. And, and then, then there was a fire. There was a fire. Or there and was a neighborhood disturbance. Right. <laughs> 
But no, which I, one I'm is the headline? I'm just going to go with my intuition. We're going fire. How's so fire? Derek's going to go with fire? fire. I don't know. I think uh, neighborhood disturbance feels it does it feels a little too generic. Mm. Would you agree with that? Doesn't really roll off the tongue yeah, either. Yeah, I would agree with that. The house party is just like I'm just fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by what that could mean. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm going house party. All right, so Nick's going to go in with house party. You at home, if you've locked in on the first redacted word, again, here it is. Naked Florida man starts either a house party, a house fire, or a neighborhood disturbance while baking cookies on the roof, on a George Foreman grill, or on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the drugs would go with the house party one. He just invited a bunch of people and then started cooking Cookies, but I don't but know. For you, the George Foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it could be the like, roof, too. But, like, listen, you have to be on drugs to cook, to make cookies on a George I Foreman grill, right? really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I would right? say, um, I, I kind of want to say roof, but, like, I, I don't know. What if he was doing, like, a bonfire on the roof? That, and no, that doesn't make cookies? any sense. How would you bake cookies on the roof? Maybe he had one, I don't one know, of those man. little... Uh, I don't know. It could be one of those like flat roofs. Like the Fisher-Price. Yeah, I was going to say one of those uh, kid uh, bake cookie... Oven. How would that cause a fire? Easy bake ovens. That's what Easy bake oven. He caused a house fire. That's what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. The roof doesn't make uh, any we're sense. We're George Foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> so, Derek, I mean, what, uh, did he put his oven on the roof? <laughs> Picture that. A naked guy with his oven totally on the roof. I forgot until right now that he was naked. And that makes me actually want to take roof. What if he was like sunbathing up there and he's like, you know, I'm hungry. We did have the one with the guy that was the landlord who yeah, wanted to be naked. I'm changing the roof. I'm changing the roof. It, how did he get the cookies up there? I'm changing the roof. To it's bake Florida. The cookies. Don't forget, we are down in Florida in this one. Oh, so, dude. Derek, you're going to change the roof yes. or you're going to lock in there. Yeah, Nick, what in. do you think of here? Okay. So I you went I mean, house party on the first one. Yeah, which means I don't think I can pick roof. Because how can you have a house party on the roof? Well, again, there's a lot of in, in southern states. Like, I was in South Carolina a couple months ago, and they have, like, roofs that are flat, mm -hmm. and then they have, like, oh. setups up there. So oh. They have, like, chairs and stuff. See, I'm just always envisioning, you know, the typical yeah, slanted. The, like, A-frame type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, I'm not going with roof. Drugs, to me, seems like the most obvious answer. You got yeah. naked, took some drugs. Yeah. Let's have a house party. Yeah. I'll go with drugs. All right, Nick locking in with drugs on the second redacted word. Here it is, the full unredacted headline from the state of Florida. A naked Florida man starts a house fire while baking cookies on a George Foreman grill. Ah! Here's a... <laughs> as he answered the door when the fire department rolled up, he said, I'm sorry, and walked away. <laughs> and uh, the house burnt down. It was hilarious. So, Dude, I should have just let you pick roof because you were going to pick roof and I talked you out of it. Well, no, I ended up going He back ended to up roof. picking roof. Oh, you didn't end up going yeah. back to roof? Oh, okay, yeah, so okay. he went with roof, but he did get I a didn't... house fire. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he got one point with a house fire. Derek with a uh, a nice lead here heading into the final, but Nick's still within striking distance if he gets both and if so Derek doesn't get in right it. Right? It is. Three, yeah. It is. Five to three heading into this one, and let's head to the There's Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It is. Uh, let's head to the Pacific Northwest and let's get the ladies involved here today. Oregon woman is arrested for towing blank behind vehicle in blank. Okay. So we'll start with the first of the redacted. Uh, Oregon woman arrested for towing pot plants, stolen goods, or her children behind vehicle in blank. Oh. So again, either okay, pot well, plants, stolen goods, or her children. If I'm not mistaken, this is, it's in Oregon. Oregon. If I'm not mistaken, weed's legal in Oregon. Yes, it, it is, is, but transporting it in, in this fashion probably is not that's very a good point. legal. You probably can't just and drive I'm around. sure there's certain like licenses yeah. you have to have. No, that's a good point. Could be. I'm going to go children. I have this envisionment. I'm like, also envisioning children, actually. They have, like, the children in a wagon yes. hooked up to a Or like, a, or like on car. a sled or something, and yeah. she's just driving them around. Yeah. 
That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting. What's the other option besides children? Children, uh, wheat, Stolen goods. I don't think it's stolen goods. Too generic. But if I go with children, I'm admitting defeat to you. Well, you can still tie me. Mm-hmm. If if you were to get the second one right and I was to get it wrong, we'd still end up tied. Oh, okay. Okay. So both locking children. in with children. All right. Children. So Oregon woman arrested for towing blank behind vehicle in either a shopping cart, a little red wagon. See that? Yeah, there's the wagon. Or a bike trailer, which is like the children's uh, trailers that you drag behind your bicycle. I don't think oh. it's a bike trailer. I'm having a hard time envisioning that. Yeah. I'm th- I I could really see shopping cart. But the thing that's going against shopping cart is there's not like a hookup that you could get to the... Dude, you, know, you just tie some rope I guess you could. But I, I mean, listen, this is clearly already wagon. somebody who is not wagon. a that very was, mentally stable individual. Yeah. That was my initial call. Wagon. We're sticking with it. All right. I have to pick something different so that I have a chance to tie Derek. I will go with shopping cart. So he's going to go with shopping cart. Good options there for it. Here's the full unredacted headline from the Northwest. An Oregon woman arrested for towing her children behind a vehicle in a little red wagon. Oh, yeah. And it's one of those little radio flyers that you see. Dude, that is price. a huge uh, week. That is a, man, huge, a very high huge scoring week. week this week, eight by the way. Points, eight yeah. points, baby. Eight points. Uh, eight, eight to, to four. three. Uh, eight to he four. Got one on the, yeah. Uh, yeah, eight to four in the total here for week number six. Derek just pumping up those numbers here man. and uh, settling into first place a little bit more. We, but, hey, uh, we, we had some good calls on those headlines. We, we, we I were, will say that you guys yeah, took down the house. Yeah, okay. You guys took down the house yeah, this week. We had, so. we had a good week. You guys uh, have one for the house? That's, that's yeah. probably the most we've had. Yeah, Wait. I do have one for the house. Oh, yeah. Actually, Kansas man. Oh, yes. Here we oh, go. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Kansas Come on, man. Sunflower State. Don't Kansas man, 80, claims he was chased, comma, blank, for blank. Okay? <laughs> Kansas man, 80, claims first he was chased. First of all, chased. if he's 80, how, what was he... What chased him? A turtle? Comma blank for blank. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that too mean? <laughs> all right. First one. Kansas man, 80, claims he was chased, comma, beaten, tased, called a mudblood for blank. Hmm. So he was I chased. I kind of think it's mudblood. Called a mudblood. It was uh, tased, called a mudblood. What was the third one? The or third one beat. was mudblood. Uh, it was beat. beaten, tased, beat. called a mudblood. Chased, beaten, and... Uh, I'm gonna have to go with beaten. Might as well just okay. to, to just to go different from Nick yeah. here, yeah. just to try and. All right, Kansas man, 80 claims he was chased, comma whatever you put for blank for going three miles per hour over speed limit, for smoking a cigarette, for practicing magic. Mm, now I have a feeling that you may have gotten that first. No, one because right. no, because that doesn't make any sense. Because if you practice magic, you are not a mudblood. Right? I I don't know. You guys I'm are Harry Potter, go, I, Harry know Potter mud guys? Blood, I know I'm mud a, blood is from Harry Potter, but I don't know what it, it means. It means you're not a not a wizard. You don't yeah, it means you don't bully don't have any magic or not a not a wizard. I don't know. Don't is have any true? power. I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna I'm thinking that so this I think is some sort magic. of I'm thinking this is some sort of like road so rage incident. Think, I think this I'm says wrong. mud blood is a derogatory can I say it on the radio? So this is a derogatory term for muggle born or half blood wizard. So it's it's somebody who does magic, but they're like not a Oh, they're point. not fully. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. So like, oh, yeah, Muggles, Harry Potter Muggles was like half fake. Though. Yeah, yeah. Not believe it. Okay, yeah. And something like that. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to go well, and then, hedge my bets, thinking this was a road rage incident, beaten probably for going three over the speed limit or something. I'm gonna like say. That. I'm gonna go with. I'll that. just say screw it and go with magic. Okay. I did know what my blood was. I was just trying to convince you the wrong way, and I did. The correct answer: Kansas man, 80, claims he was chased. Tased mm. for going three miles per hour. Oh, over speed I got one. All right, so I'll take one point there. 
tased for going wow. three over the street. First of all, Lord. Derek cheated. All righty. Well, boys, always appreciate you and me, uh, including me in your fun. We'll be back next week with Florida Man Mad Libs. All right. Hey, Sam Speck, Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Shock Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.